Hello, my fine friends. Thank you for choosing my podcast to listen to. We're powered by ACAS Plus. You can join uh, ACAS Plus if you want to get lots of bonuses. Google Rahalastapa and ACAS Plus and you'll get right there. There's lots of fun stuff to get. Um, Rahalastapa tour is nearly over. 21st of March, I'm at Bedford Corn Exchange. I'm talking to Olaf Falafel, who's a very funny children's author and stand-up comedian, and Al Murray, the pub landlord and historian man. And a friend of mine, uh, it should be fantastic, who went to Bedford, went to school in Bedford. It should be amazing. There's plenty of tickets left for that one. Uh, Glasgow on the 27th and Hull on the 28th. They're both sold out, but do keep checking the sites for returns. And uh, occasionally we put some comps back on sale, so there may be a chance to buy tickets. The main thing, though, is that I am going to be on tour doing stand-up, and I would love you to come. Uh, it's uh, from... It starts officially in May, but so uh, there's a few tryouts in April and March. So I'm at the Bill Murray. I'm at um, various places, Luton Hat Factory and uh, the Berry Hedge End. I don't even know where that is before going into a big tour where I'm going all over the place. It's selling in various degrees. Glasgow sold out. They've added an extra date. Uh, Chorley sold out, joined the waiting list. Uh, but a lot of the others have plenty of tickets. So... Do go and come to see that. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour for all those tour dates. RichardHerring.com slash Rahalastapa for the remaining Rahalastapa dates. And uh, yeah, and then I'm going to take a little break from doing Rahalastapas. It'll be nice. We've got loads in the bank. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying them. I think there's some very high quality ones from this tour. Uh, so do keep listening. Do keep telling your friends. RichardHerring.com for all your Richard Herring needs. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another Rahalastapa. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, my finest friends. Welcome to another Rahalastapa. I'm joined by the fantastic Joe Trashini. I did it again. Uh, and he's going to, Joe is going to be talking about his fabulous book, 10 Things I Hate About Me, which sounds like uh, a negative title. And in some ways, I suppose uh, there is an element of that. Hello, Joe. Hello, Richard. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well indeed. I will say right at the top of this one that we are probably going to be discussing some subjects that some people may be triggered by. Uh, yeah. But uh, with, there's some mental illness and some uh, suicide uh, discussions probably within this. So if that's going to uh, upset you, then uh, don't listen. But equally, I would say, <laughs> equally, I'd say it's really good to talk about these things. If you and, and the book is fantastic for that. So I hope people will stay to, to listen. Um, Thanks, Richard. 
Yeah, that's I find the... that just if it doesn't matter how dark the subject, if I smile while I'm saying it, it's a bit <laughs> of a, it, that, that gets away with it. So that's what I'll do now. Well, you know, it is. It's a it's a huge subject, and it's you know, it's a very honest book. It still is funny. There's and I, I, some people won't like the fact that you're being funny about a, a, a serious subject, but hopefully most people listening to this will like the fact that you're being funny about a serious subject. But I, but I think it's yeah. the on, it's the honesty, and it takes us to some dark dark places uh, throughout yeah. your life. What was yeah? Go, well, t- tell us what what you what, what what do you see the book as, and and maybe where it came from. I mean, that's a very a big question. But let's start off with it. Yeah, no, that's all right. I'll take that. I th- the reason that it's there, the, the f- I think being funny about serious stuff is the most important thing anybody could ever learn and do. No. Um, and that, you know, I think that to approach any conversation that matters without humour is like trying to paint a picture using half of the colours. You yeah. can do it, but you can't, it's going to be shit. <laughs> and I've always found that there's a reason why all of the best villains in history are funny. And it's because you can't laugh at somebody you don't like. <laughs> and um, uh, if you uh, laugh at somebody, it means that you trust them and they make you feel calm. And that, that laughing releases loads of good shit. So yeah. you're going to listen to whatever the person who just made you laugh said because they might say something that makes you laugh again and that felt nice. So the <laughs> best time to give somebody a, a piece of information that matters is between laughs. And uh, uh, I've I, and I've learned that over the years in just sort of growing growing up around stand ups, loving understanding. Well, unfortunately, I don't laugh enough. I'm sure you're the same, Richard. Is that you don't you don't really laugh at stuff anymore? You just go, yeah, that's funny, and I don't know why, and then you move on. Um, a little bit, a little bit. I think maybe maybe you get a bit older and you start to laugh again. I think I, do, I mean I love comedy and I love and I, I completely agree with you uh, about uh, the importance. Of, I mean, it's important to to talk about. All of these subjects and, and what's remarkable about this book, I think, is, is the, the honesty with which you, you talk about it. You're very open. And uh, but yes, the comedy makes you very likable. And I think you're a very likable person. I you know, you shouldn't have 10 things you hate about yourself. Uh, but I, I understand that. that's that's not really your choice. I understand. <laughs> no, no, and you're not the first person to say that. And I'm reliably informed that is the general consensus. I am the um, only one of me that's not a fan. And that, and like, whenever I talk about this, uh, this shit, uh, people are very kind. But it's something that I've I've learned as well is that is the fact that uh, I lived under my problems for so many years. Um, and I realised that, but there were there were so many people that told me that I was the opposite of what I thought that I became uh, the exception. And uh, so I stopped treating the fact that I don't like me as news because every night I went to sleep and I thought, I hope I'll wake up tomorrow and feel better. And I never did. Mm -hmm. So I started to expect the fact I'd feel like shit. And as soon as I expected it, that then gave me a a foundation (laughs) that I was able to build some sort of uh, life upon. So that's why I'm talking about this shit as well. To answer your uh, earlier question for about eight minutes ago. The reason the book exists <laughs> is so that um, I can just uh, let everybody know, listen, I'm not a big fan of me. So as soon as we both know that, we can all move on as a unit because society has no way of, of uh, hearing somebody say that they don't like themselves without trying to make them better with words. And uh, <laughs> words don't help. Yeah. So that's why the book exists because I don't, I don't need anybody else's opinion on what's happening in my head. I just need yeah. somebody else to read it, understand it, and then we can move on as a team. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think you saying that, though, I think to some degree, 
Uh, most people feel something like that. Most most people aren't super confident about themselves. Most people ha- are very insecure about themselves. I think the the great thing about this book is whether you are going through anything even remotely similar or very similar, or even if you've it's something that doesn't affect you at all, you should read it because it will help you through your own issues. But equally, uh, if you if you don't have those issues, it's extremely important, I think, to try and understand. What someone who's 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 got the same kind of conditions as you is going through, because I think it's very easy to make judgments that are that are wrong, right? Yeah, it's very it's very difficult. I mean, like the thing that the borderline personality disorder is the thing that I've got, yeah. and um, I think the thing again, one of the things that I've learned about it is the fact that all of the symptoms of it, there are nine, they're all shit, um, but they are also uh, symptoms of just humans being awake. Um, and I have uh, realized that just the things that I deal with on a day-to-day basis are the same as everybody else. Mine feels a lot worse, and you know, unfortunately, because, uh, uh, you know, being suicidal is, is one of the bigger things that, that in the way that I uh, feel uh, uh, my personality disorder, but uh, people can relate to all of the shit stuff that I feel, and I think that that's something that's felt quite nice, um, uh, uh, over the past couple of years in, in sort of talking about this shite, that yeah. I've learned that um, even though the way that I feel things is wrong, it's actually very, very common. And um, I uh, suicide is such a... Still, people, we, we, people need to start talking about suicide in a different way, especially at the moment with what's happening, because the reason that people uh, are killing themselves is, is changing. And um, uh, I was not a fan of, of being alive in the old world, this was not I, coming to a new world was not not a plan for me. I was not I didn't not want to do that, but I am here, and um, I uh, I'm coping with the fact that I want to die. It's a it's a symptom. It is a thing, and the only reason I've not died in the past three years, Richard, is because I have been thinking about killing myself for ten years, yeah. uh, and I haven't. So I have been practicing uh, being, <laughs> and uh, I am not good at a lot, but. As you can see, I am quite good at not killing myself. Yeah, that's and, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, but that's the thing is it, it's so weird that, that there's not a there's no dialogue. No one's been told how to respond to suicide, even without jokes and stuff like that. The only conversations we have about them are at funerals, and that's too that's too late. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, it's still quite. Um, I thought, I thought after so many years of, of, of speaking about it like this that it might catch on, but it really hasn't. Um, it's still just sort of, it's still just me doing this. Um, yeah. But I, uh, all of the talking and the writing and stuff that I do, uh, it's, it's exclusively to help me. Um, uh, and I, um, uh, I, I, I keep being told from people that have read the book that uh, it, it helps other people, and that's nice. Um, but it's certainly not why it exists in the first place. It exists so that I don't die. Yeah, well, that, but that, I mean, A, that's a very good reason for it to exist. I always say, regardless, my, my belief is writing and expressing yourself is so important, whatever you're going through. And even if you're relatively happy and you, this stuff doesn't touch you at all, if you can write stuff just to yourself, that will help you. If you can yes. get, you know, if you can find a publisher or publisher, if you're writing something exceptionally good or whatever, then great. It gets out there and helps other people as well. But it, but I think that anyone writing in, a, in it should be writing primarily for themselves and especially about something like like this. If you're, you know, just doing a, a diary or which you, I know you've done and or just just keeping a handle on yourself, um, writing can be an incredible force. And, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it is. 
it's great that you put this out into the world, Joe, because I think it, it, it you know, I think it, people, as I say, I think people will on some degree understand little bits of it. And if they don't understand or haven't experienced bits of it, they will go, okay, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I think like there's a, there's a point where you talk about people thinking you're like putting stuff on. I mean, obviously you've done a lot on social media, which is lots of fun. And has again, raised lots of awareness, but as you always, I mean, and the people on social media will never be, <laughs> I think for any comedian, but especially you will never be as harsh as you are inside anyway. So they're, they're, they're in a hiding to nothing anyway. You've got your own uh, sort of yeah. social media going on inside your head, which is much worse than anything they can do. But hopefully it'll make them understand that, you know, if this isn't an act, this isn't put on, this isn't you trying to get attention this is you you know i think i think it's very clear from the online stuff that it's you trying to stay alive and just trying to express and explain what what this sort of experience is Um, mental illness is not an opinion so (laughs) it's not it's not something that 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 should at any point be debated or or anything i know that what that what i experience is real but i also understand that it's not real because these things are happening in my head. And I, and I know that that doesn't mean it's, it's tangible, but it's fucking happening. And, I, I, and I've, I've always been uh, at odds with that. I've never, ever enjoyed the fact that there is something, if you can't see something, it, be, it can be denied. That's the mm. problem with mental health problems and mental illness problems, two very different things. Mental health problems are, uh, are bad and, and not nice, but they're also not mental illness. So uh, like I've, 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 always felt that like gratitude lists and stuff like that my ex my ex-girlfriend years ago she was great and and you know we got on um sometimes um but she uh used to buy me self-help books and we'd do gratitude lists in, in the morning and then i you know i'd write lists and it would just be awful and i'd hate it i'd feel worse yeah and it's because that, that's a mental health solution trying to trying to fix my brain by writing a gratitude list is like trying to remove a tumor with a fucking spoon. It does. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and I, um, uh, yeah, that's, that, yeah, I've forgotten your question, but no, yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, let, tell us a little, tell us a little bit about you. You've sort of na- named, you basically have a, have a, a voice in your head that is criticizing you to them and, and encouraging you to take your life and, and, and telling yeah. you you're, you're worthless, which you've named. Do you want to tell Mick. us a little bit, a little bit about Mick? Yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's. Have you you've read the Chim Paradox? You've read, I haven't. Read I haven't. Paradox. I haven't read that book. Yeah, I do know you mentioned that. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, yeah. Neither have I. I've stopped. I've not read it. I've not read it. But I'm, I'm aware that it's about uh, uh, the bad things that you think in your head. If you imagine a monkey, you put the bad thoughts into the monkey. You can put the monkey somewhere else, and uh, that's essentially what I've done. The re- the way that I look at it. Of, the, of the, the nine sort of symptoms of BPD are the things that are ruining my life. So 90% of my thoughts are from somebody that doesn't like me very much. But there is 10% of my thoughts that's mine. Unfortunately, because I think so many awful things out of those nine symptoms, the 10th thing, me, I become somebody that hates themselves. But I hate me. And that's a symptom of the symptoms. If I didn't think all of the awful things, I'd probably quite like me. But I don't. I like, do you remember DVDs? 
You <laughs> yes. have, of course you remember DVDs. What ridiculous question. I'm very well, old. The director's yes, commentary. Yeah, yeah, do. you look, yeah, you don't look it. Uh, there was the director's commentary. Basically, what living with this is like for me is that the, uh, the director is watching a film and he hates the film. It's the worst thing he's ever done. And he has to watch it over and over again every day on a loop forever. And that's it. And I've not got a chat happening in my head. I've not got anything else going on. These are just my thoughts. And I'm watching my own life. And I hate it. Yeah. And uh, But I'm aware that I, I, it's the only one I'm going to get. So I've tried loads of ways to, you know, stop feeling like this. I used to do shit that I thought was the reason for it. Yeah. I used to be off me nut. I was, all of the drugs and the drink in the world were the reasons that I did this. And they told me if I stopped those things, I'd be all right. And I stopped them and I got worse. <laughs> so thankfully, I managed to get through that to the yeah. point that, I, you know, where I, I exist now. And, uh, and yeah, and that's what I do. That's why I keep going on about this. There, I wish there was an easier way of, doing, uh, of dealing with this because it's of not course. easy. It's not fun. Um, but I'm here. Of course, Joe, and it's and it's terrific. You know, it's really great that you that you're you're putting this through, and it's and it's really great you're here, and uh, do stay here, and I know you will. But I think the director's, the director's commentary um, thing I thought was very a very good way of describing. I've experienced this on a tiny, tiny level, and you know, I'm, again, I'm not going to compare it to you, but if I'm long way into a tour and I know my show very, very well, when I'm on stage, sometimes it's you know automatic pilot. And then I get a very distinct voice in my head saying, what if you forget how to talk now? What, you know, what if you forget how to breathe? And it's trying to, this voice in my head, that's me, is trying to fuck me up. But it only happens to me, you know, it happens to me once in a blue moon, right? And it's not, a, it's not, a, it's nothing at all like what you're doing. But it's such, yeah. even that is such a weird thing to experience that you know that that's you. And, yeah. and, and why the hell are you trying to, 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 to destroy yourself and sabotage yourself in that way and kill yourself possibly if you stop, if you actually do forget how to breathe. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You, like you've, you, what you've done something there, Richard, is something that is very human and is very common, which is you've belittled your own suffering, which is you've said a, a thing that bothers you for a period of time, as you said, a smaller period of time, um, which you wouldn't compare to, to mine. You can compare that to mine just because <laughs> you're experiencing something that, that you feel might be smaller for a longer period of time. It doesn't yeah. mean that you're any better or worse than, than I am. All our lives are our lives. That the, the worst thing, I, it's such a human thing to be like, ah, well, you know, somebody else has got it worse. Well, I, I know that. Of course they've got it worse. But I'm me now and it's shit. Yeah. And like, it, it's one, I think that's the thing. There's, it's so ingrained in, in humans to uh, just get through and, be, uh, and, and to look at yourself and be able to cope with a problem by going, it could be worse. Well, yeah. But if I keep thinking it could be worse, I've got even less to live for. Yeah. So I, I, I'll, I just see what's in front of me as an issue. I deal with that as we go along. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It does, Joe. And you, you, you're, you're, you're terrific at explaining all this stuff. And, you, you know, it, I, think it, I think, again, I, I would direct people to the book because it's, it, it really does get you into all this. And, and I think, you know, and mo most of us, I think, I think even people who you, we look at, what we, one looks at and think, oh, they've got their lives together and they're, you know, they're popular and they're cool and they, they know what the right things to do in social situations. I think for most comedians, we've probably been, we've been the guy who's been bullied or we're the guy who's been a bit awkward, socially awkward, you know, and doesn't know what to do. I think obviously, yeah. for you, I mean, your life is, 
I, I, you know, I'm sure that it's it, 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 it's you're it, you're a bad person for this to happen to because your life was right from the beginning was um you know you your dad's a, a very famous comedian uh, Joe Pasquale and and you grew up yeah. straight into the the showbiz lifestyle which which yeah. you know includes or, or, you know as you get a little bit older includes all the side all the stuff that you, the, the, you, as you as you say people yeah. were saying you shouldn't be doing it includes all of those yeah. those dangerous and and mind destroying yeah. things yeah yeah i mean you know as comics, there is a reason that our job is standing on our own. Yeah. And, I, and I've always been aware of that. I was aware of that from being three, from watching Dad work, and, and just from watching, from loving comedy and getting so much of my, uh, of my everything from, from, from it. I, you know, I, I have always been able to sort of uh, get through by understanding that uh, being alone uh, is something that could be rewarded. Um, and I, and I always felt that from my dad and, uh, from other comics and things like that. But I think when you grow up on the side of the stage, you can't see the audience. You just see whoever's out there. So I, uh, there was, there was something ingrained in me of being able to, uh, uh, learn from watching stand up. Um, but then it wasn't until, then when I started to take out, I started to do it myself. I understood it, but I then only was able to function emotionally and physically, uh, if I was being watched, yeah. I stopped. I, I stopped seeing anything. There was no beginning or end to uh, who I was. There was no me. I had no me, and uh, I didn't get a me until I was twenty-five. Um, and it turns out that, that I was an arsehole. Um, but I think that it's it's one of those things that I'm glad that uh, I can cope with it in a way in, in dealing with it in a way that isn't just being suffocated by it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we know it was a tough time for you as a kid, but I wonder, you know, but you also, I think as a showbiz kid, and this might have been part of it or money, you know, it's, it's very difficult to know cause and effect, isn't it? And what, and, and what, you know, where the, where the circle begins, but you're hanging around with lots yeah. of adults. You're, you're hanging around with lots of very, you know, outgoing adults. And you, you sort of got on better with the adults than you, you didn't really understand kids. So no, you didn't like, no. didn't like kids. No, didn't like them, didn't understand them. It wasn't, you know, I, I think I would have been like, I, I, I was open to suggestion, but because I'd spent more time with adults, I had no friends, even like at such a young age. So the only sort of frame of reference I had for what children were, were uh, giving to the world was they just made the big people talk different. So I didn't understand why, I, you know, because I knew what being patronised felt like before I knew that patronized was a word and uh for that reason i didn't trust children because i i there was like there's something going on here i don't know what it is but you're saying stuff and they're being different so this is weird yeah and it took me such a long time to uh find a place that fitted which is why drugs and and and, and shit like that uh fed my uh inherent lack of emotional st- stability uh that was uh, uh bred out of having uh, no friends uh, yeah. growing up um because again my experience of being alone in my bedroom for god knows how many years uh filming myself you know, going, having the shit kicked out of me at school then going home uh setting up a camera filming myself being asked for three hours having a laugh and watching it back going to sleep and doing it again that's what I understood. My life had never been anything else. And unfortunately, I never realised, I did that until I was about 13, 14. And I didn't know I was lonely. I didn't know I was, it's only now that I look back and go, oh shit, you, you were not happy. 
The first time I ever went to a psychiatrist, um, uh, he was a treat. Fuck, his name was Derry. And uh, he, uh, he, he looked like he'd drawn his hair on with a Sharpie. And he <laughs> asked me the first thing on our assessment. He said, what do you want out of therapy? And I said, I don't want you to tell me I had a bad childhood because I didn't. It turns out, fucking did. I did. <laughs> That's how, again, in me, I was so, my reality was so distorted. Yeah. that I didn't really understand what had happened, uh, what was going to happen and where I was. I just had to start again from where I was. I think it's so hard as kid, you know, as a kid who's different, uh, and as a kid who doesn't necessarily understand, you know, the implicitly the way that like social interaction works, or is confused by, it, or is thinking. You know, I, I I remember feeling not exactly the same things, but you know, I, I was questioning everything from a very young age and why things worked and and why you had to behave in a certain way. And if your brain works like that in any degree then, you know, that's, you're going to be a little bit ostracised because you're not trying, you know, you're, you're sort of, you're already sort of pulling apart the fabric of society and going, why does this work like this? Why, why does it matter? Yeah. Why, you know, so it's, it, you know, I can understand the kids, kids would maybe have, you know, you, you know, you remember the kids at school who were, you know, who were pushed away as well. And then you're, you, you push back and you're both pushing each other away. So it's, um, yeah. Yeah, but, and also like I, I, I was I wasn't even a when I was growing up, I was a magician. And like being a magician now with knowing that I've the personality disorder I've got is being a magician is a very, very specific type of lying. Yeah. And it's 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 a lying that, that one, you and the person watching the magic have an unspoken agreement that you both know what's gonna happen isn't real. But also uh with magic tricks there is an understanding that it doesn't matter how much I lie or how wrong it goes, no harm is going to come to anybody because it's a trick. So from a very, very young age, my understanding of lying is that it was fucking essential. Yeah. And and that didn't help. That didn't help. (laughs) Um, Because, again, that's how I saw the world. I only saw a connection with other people uh, happening uh, with something else between us, be that uh, uh, lights or a deck of cards or something, yeah. without that, that, that something that is in the middle of us, I had no idea what, what to do with that time. I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure. And I don't think it's an accident that the most successful thing I, I, I ever did a couple of years ago was me being on my own making stupid videos, because that's what I've been doing for the past 30 years. Yeah. So yeah. it's nice that it actually paid off at some point because it wasn't <laughs> looking good. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, you know, it, it, it's such a sad book and such a moving book. And, and but as with all these things, you know, I was, I was talking to Annika Rice the other day about uh, her parents having Alzheimer's disease, which is obviously very tragic. But but it's there's loads of laughs in it and funny stuff in it. And there's there's sort of dark humor in there. I mean, like as a kid, you 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 basically were trying to get off school by pretending to have a stomachache. Do you want to tell us about how far that that's yeah, I, I, I love I, I love being asked about this. Yes, I do. My mum hates it. Yeah. I, I, that last day of the summer holidays when I was in year 10, um, I was putting on uh, stomachache. That was a regular thing because it had been a regular thing. I was having to up it on a regular basis. I didn't want to go to school. Um, so I told mum about the stomachache at about half eight in the morning. She was like, yeah, of course you do. I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, and I kept up in it throughout the day to the point where she's like, well, if it's really that bad, you should take your trousers off. So I was like, okay, I'll take my trousers off. So I really committed and I um, uh, was unaware of the fact that when we got to the doctors, I'd faked the symptoms of ruptured appendix. Like I nailed it, absolutely nailed it. Um, so Dr. Story said, uh, you need to go to hospital. Uh, and so I, at that point I, uh, went and had him out and, uh, my mum still now will not have that that was a lie. She yeah. won't have it. I've got a scar. It was great. I only wanted a day off and I had six weeks. It was bloody brilliant. But I mean, you know, it's, it's terrible. It's still oh, sort yeah, of so like, it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. kind of funny. It's still kind yeah. of funny, but also and it's yeah. funny. And then, oh. Oh, well, yeah. I, shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't be laughing at this. No, that's yeah. the thing. The thing is, is I learned that it's, it's like going to a, the first time I ever went to a casino, I put yeah. I, I won £800. And that was the worst thing that could ever happen. The worst thing that can happen for the first time you do something potentially self-destructive is for it to go well. Yeah. And having my appendix out and going to a casino, both were very positive outcomes, which is why I then thought, oh, good, this is a good road to go down. Yeah. And none of them ever were. I've still no. not found a good road. No, but, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't think that's unusual, though. And, I, you know, you're still a young man and, and it, yep. you know, life is so confusing for everyone. And I think that's, that's not, you know, it does take time. And even then, you know, you get to 55 and think you found your road and go, oh, God, what if I've gone, what if I'm on the wrong road? Life is really, really confusing. So if you've got yeah. a disorder that, that does all this extra stuff, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, it's such, a, it's such a, a, a terrible thing to have to negotiate. But I think, you know, but in yeah. the end, as you say, in the end, these things, obviously these, the, the videos you did, especially with the, Wearing the child's uh, tutu, what's it called? Child's uh, little leotard. Leotard, that's the word. Uh, and and dancing around and doing strange dance, made up dance moves. I mean, these things went ballistic, really, didn't they? In in into into yeah, mental, yeah. absolutely mental. Yeah, yeah. And also, not least because I, I'd only been with my girlfriend for a month, and I'd just <laughs> gone up to Hull to meet her mum and dad for the first time in the country lockdown, and I was there for four bloody months, and they were amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, but yeah, like. Again, that I think anything I've ever done that wasn't shit has been an accident. 
in a sense. I've done, it's still been me doing it, but it's just been uh, uh, like, that was sincere. That's not an accident. Everything I've ever done that's gone well with the, the sincere things that I've done in my life. Yeah. Um, I, I, I never got anywhere when I was trying too hard. And uh, I think the best, the best thing that I did, and I'm very lucky that I started to do this for a couple of years before everything shut down, is the fact that I started to try and find uh, a reason for getting up in the morning uh, that wasn't having somewhere to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm still, uh, I, I still struggle with it, but I've been putting some legwork into finding what that is. Um, and I'm very fortunate for that because the, 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 that's one thing that I've really, really learned recently is that I have to know what to do when I'm awake. And that yeah. sounds so simple, but it's because I never, ever do. And if I leave myself being awake alone for too long, I'll only ever have one idea. Yeah. And um, uh, so, yeah, so I try not to try too hard. Yeah, but this, but you know, again, it's finding you, it's negotiating your way through and finding your way through. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, and the book is, um, I mean, you know, you're very, very honest about the kind of the bad times. Uh, I'm sort of interested that you, you pretty much uh, reject. You would go to rehab. I mean, you took a, a, a lot of drug, a lot of cocaine, like a, yeah. even even by showbiz terms, like a, a huge yeah. amount of, of, sham, of cocaine, which I think a lot of yeah. y- young actors do, because as you say in the book, um, a lot of a lot of <laughs> young actors at a time where their brain is malleable, they're suddenly given a load of money. They don't really have any expenses and they can spend all of this money on, on drugs and partying if they want to. So it's quite a common thing. I think. Yeah. But even by that standard, absolutely. Even by that standard, yeah. I think and you were kind of excessive. <laughs> absolutely, and that's yeah. a funny thing with time and humans and and, and things like that. Is uh, that is a rite of passage, and, and like and, and some people do, some people don't. But um, I was the last person to find out that I had a problem, and I uh, particularly when it was at its worst, sort of the drugs, is that um, the people that I was around started to stop, and then. They started to, you know, I don't know, find relationships or, you know, not sleep in their own piss. And that I, but, and that's when I realized that I was alone and, uh, it was too late and I couldn't stop it. Um, so I think that, yes, it is a, I, I still remember friends of mine that we'd go out, you know, for a night and they'd have a couple of lines and then they'd go to bed and then they'd wake up at half past nine and they'd, you know, make food. And I'd still be, you know, in a stress position in the corner of their house at, scratching my head just praying for death um and i never and i still now know that uh that's not that's not in me to be able to do uh stuff like that a bit it took so many years for me to work out that i was not a better person on drugs or 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 drinking to be honest like now there is part of me that i look at drinking and things and think oh i wish that i could i wish that i could have a drink or go to the pub um but that's a lie that's a lie because then it's my brain telling me that that was ever an option. I never went to, a, I went, didn't go to a pub to talk to people and have a drink. That's not a thing. I've got no frame of reference for what that feels like. Um, and so, yeah, it is a rite of passage, but um, I, as, as always, took it too fucking far. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think a lot of people do, and you see the damage in lots of different ways down the road. And I think especially for those young actors, uh, you know, I, you'll, you'll meet them when they're in the 30s and 40s and there's, they've taken too much coke and, and something is switched in their, their heads and you, you can't, you can't actually completely go back, you know, and I, I know you can go away from it and you can move away from it, but you can't, you can't sometimes repair the damage that those things do. 
No, God, no. No, and again, that's something else that, you know, I've, I've realised all these years later is people thought I was going to die. The only reason they didn't talk to me about it is because they thought I knew. Yeah. And I did. I was just sort of sort of just pottering around doing what I was doing, not being. And it was because I kept it a secret for so many years. I, I somehow managed to keep it quiet. And then there was one flat that I moved into with a friend of mine. And uh, uh, the first night that we were there, he said that it was a, our front room was a room of no judgment. He said, you can do whatever you want in here and nobody will ever know and nobody will ever care. And that was the worst thing to tell somebody <laughs> that was holding down Satan. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, yeah, you know, I mean, you you feel things so intensely, Joe. It's clear, you know, both positive and negative. You're a very emotive and emotional person, which is is a is a great thing. Uh, but also, you're Thanks. in this in you're in this industry uh, that I mean, I feel you know you write about having a fear of abandonment, but then you're in an industry where you get these incredibly intense relationships with the people you're working with, and then that just stops. So you're like, you're basically almost in love, almost in a relationship with everyone you're working with. And then they all fuck off and you fuck off and you maybe never see them Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I swear, (laughs) Richard, I've never, ever thought about that. I've never thought about that. That is so true. There has not been a single person that I've ever been in a relationship with at work that I haven't been in love with. Yeah. That is, I've never, ever thought about that. It's so true because it doesn't feed into the best parts of my head because uh, that as a job is mental. What we do is mental. It is. Good. I'm going to write that down because that's, <laughs> that's made me feel better about at least four years. So thank you for that. Well, good. Look, you know, I think what, what's great about this book is it's your it's still a journey all the way through. You're kind of going into rehab and you think, oh, maybe he's sorted out this time. And then, you know, and, and then it hasn't. And I know it's always going to be an ongoing journey and it's an ongoing journey that where there'll be slip ups and there'll be mistakes. And, you know, but but it does feel like you you've you've reached at least a, a, a staging post where things are hopefully not going to slip too far backwards. Yeah, from... that's, this is it. This is this whole, the reason it's lovely that I've, I've been, I'd like, I've, mate, I'm a, I'm a, I think you're amazing. I'm so happy when you got in touch to know that you were reading the book. Well, that's a bit shit that you'd read the book because obviously, <laughs> but I was so pleased you got in touch and it's been so nice to be able to uh, get my plan worked. My plan was and continues to be to just keep telling as many people as I can that I'm not all right because I tried, I tried all of the things and I'm just never all right. So that I, 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 I'm happy to talk about it. I don't care. I, I have to be defined by the personality disorder to some degree because it's, it's 90% of me. Mm-hmm. But um, this, is the, this is the safest that I get um, is, is talking to somebody else about it and, and, and having a laugh. And I'm so, so glad that you, you, got, you, you, you took the time to, uh, to read it and want to talk to us about it because um, I, I think you're great. Well, thank, thank you, you, Joe. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm very like glad. I'm winding it... down. I've like, not got to go anywhere. I've got nothing to do. <laughs> no, no. I'm very glad. No, I'm glad I read it too. I actually, I, I, I've got about three copies of it now because I bought it and then one turned up that yeah. you sent me anyway. And then, and then I've got another one as well. So I'll, I'll send one out. To, I'll send one out to someone else. Who's, I'll send one out to a listener because I, I think, you know, well, but also you do have like an incredible amount of people have read this and a lot of very famous. You've got a lot of very good quotes from people. So Dawn French was, you say, was one of the first people to read that. So that's 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 a good first read. Yeah. Absolutely, which was lovely because again, I don't know Dawn French. I've never really? met Dawn French. That's still now. No, never. But she um, sent me a nice message 
And then uh, she sent me another one. She read it in two days before, while she was doing, she was rehearsing for, she was writing the new tour yeah. and uh, she paused it for two days to read the book. And uh, uh, it's stuff like that, that you just think, shit. Like when I was 10, my birthday present was a tent. I'd asked for a tent and I lived in a tent in my mum's garden for three months. And she gave me, I got a Nokia 3210 as well, which I thought was a positive, but it turns out because mum wasn't a big fan of parenting, she basically put the phone in the tent so that I could then be in the tent with the phone and she wouldn't have to do much. Right. And uh, I t- basically what I did, I took, I took a, a telly and a, a VHS out there and I watched the Vicar of Dibley. Uh, on a loop for three months. Uh, so the fact that now I, got, I was able to contact her and this happened was a lovely, I mean, very depressing circle, but it was yeah. lovely that I got round it. Yeah. And um, you, you're such a force of nature. And I think that's it. You're so, you know, the thing is, it's, it's, such, it's such a disconnect between the way you are inside and outside, because I think that's people see you, they identify with you, they like you. You're a very funny and likable person. So it's, it's, it's you. you know, so it's it, I think that's the, you know, the, the fact that Dawn doesn't doesn't know you at all. And they're still giving you these lovely quotes and and, and done yeah. that is, is a fantastic thing. But it's it's the honesty of it, I suppose. And, you know, it's it's. I think, you know, everyone, everyone will identify to some degree with, with this book, even though, you know, even though it won't be the, exactly the, 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 like. the, the, the most Yeah, the most difficult thing to do is be honest, especially if you've lied. Yeah. And um, I lied for years and years and years. But and now, especially with everything that's happening everywhere, it's just being honest is the only way that I know that I can go to sleep at the end of the day and I've done everything that I can to... Uh, at least be all right with with hanging about. Poor choice yeah. of words. Um, but I, um, I, 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 it's one of those things that I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm worse than ever. My brain is worse than it's ever been, yeah. and uh, because this whole, all of it is, is so, is shaken up my the way that I see the world and the way that I interact with things. And I was not doing that positively to begin with. Um, but this is the only way that I've got to get through it, which is just talking about it and um, uh, and not lying about shit anymore. Yeah, and, and uh, it's exhausting, but it's better than being an arsehole. It is, it is, and everyone's an arsehole, and especially in show business, anyone who goes through sort of fame, <laughs> if, if, if anyone goes through fame early and gets the money and the drugs and everything else that comes with it, many, many people are arseholes. Uh, you know, you, you I, I listened to the audio book actually is how I is how I did ingest this, and it's a very again, you, it's a very emotional performance. As a uh, there's a couple of moments where you're, you know, you, you, it's difficult for you to carry on, which is great for you to leave in as well. I think. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I think it's obviously some of these things have really, really affected you, and some of these things still haunt you. And I, and I guess that it's going to be difficult for that not to be the case. But you have to be able to at least attempt. Can you? Are you able to to, to forgive yourself for those, for the lies and for the? I know you stole some money, and you know, yeah. are, are you able to? Because if you've if you've if you've atoned for it and you've apologised for it, you should be able to hopefully move on a little bit. Yeah, I think it comes a point that you know I, I, I'm pretty sure there's there there are three worst things that I've ever done, and um, as I've gone through my life, I've never ever let them go. And I think that that, that it comes that you know, and that's what people say, and they say, well, you should let that go at, at some point, but I've done some awful stuff, and there's a big part of me that that uh, doesn't feel like I deserve to let things go uh, as a reminder of the things that I'm capable of uh, if I don't uh, stay aware of the fact that uh, I'm a bit broken. Um, But in saying that, um, I know that 
the, the, the worst things that I've ever done uh, could kill me. I've not done a worst thing that I've ever done for five years now. Yeah. And I, uh, uh, you know, and I'm not asking for a medal for that, but it, there's been enough time for me to go, okay, I'm probably the only one thinking about these things. Um, they could still kill me because, again, because my brain is so manipulative, it used to manipula- manipulate other people, uh, but now I, I just I don't let it out. It still manipulates me. It's not changed. It's just I don't let them out my mouth. Yeah. Um, and I realized that um, uh, it was still the biggest thing that my brain could do was was to remind me of the worst. And you said there, I, st- I, I stole money. I did. I, I, I started. I, and I, I, the reason I put it in the book is so that I, I can say what I've got to say now, which is I, I, I took £30,000 off of a friend um, over a, a small period of time. Uh, that is something that I am desperately not proud of, and I absolutely hate saying it. But um, there is a reason I put it in the book, and it is because I don't deserve to die for something that I did then. It was an awful thing to do. Uh, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have a personality disorder, but they're still my hands. It was I've always known right from wrong. And at what point do I... Not, I haven't got to move on from it. I accept what it was. It was my yeah. fault. I don't deserve to die because of it now. So really, that's it. And I'm aware that everybody else has got a worse thing they've ever done. I'll never know what those things are. Yeah. But I know that I've stopped doing awful things. I used to do seven a week. I've not done one for five years, which yeah. is great. So that it means that I at least deserve to be able to try to let it go. So the reason I put it in the book is so that it's a thing that I can pick up and I picked it up and I can give it to you and you can do what you like with it. But yeah. I have to be accountable for the things that I've done, which is why I uh, why it's there so that I can move on from it as much as I can. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> I think also, you know, because lying is, you know, when you meet someone who lies to you, it's such a weird thing to go through as the person who's been lied to. And what I really like about this book as well is it made me think, oh, hold on, that person who was just an habitual liar who or who I caught in a lie that unraveled everything. I've been in relationships with people who've lied to me and I've been in, you know, you've had, you have friends who just weirdly are lying. You suddenly go, oh, God, you know, maybe it's, you know, they weren't bad people necessarily. Maybe they had a personality disorder. Maybe they were probably going through something, you know, and I think it's very easy for us as human beings to live our lives and think we're the center of everything. And then someone comes in and they're bad or they're evil or they're against us, but often they're battling with their own thing. And I think that's what really, because, you know, you are a, you're a nice guy, right? And the fact that you care about this stuff, there are people who would do bad things and not give a fuck about it and not have any any regret. You're a nice guy. This is the Thank <laughs> so, you. But this is the thing that with borderline personality disorder as well, is it's very, very common as a uh, because of the way that it is that it's given to uh, evil people. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> you know, this doesn't help me. All of them, John Wayne Gacy. All of these people, if they've gone in and they kill a lot of people, the second time they get a trial, BPD comes up. That doesn't help at all, at all. Because if anything, I'm I, it, there is a, there is no psychosis sort of within the, uh, the empathy and stuff like that. I am I am full of empathy. I feel awful about stuff all the time. Yeah. But unfortunately, the evil one, the evil people with BPD are generally the loudest. Yeah. Um, and there are God knows how many people, uh, you know, uh, like me that have got it that, you know, I don't want to kill people. The only people I want to kill is me. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. And I'm not going to. No, good, good, yeah, good, but good, but also, you know, we should all, all of us should think a little bit about that because it's, you know, it, that 
the problem with mental illness and mental health is it is, as you say, this hidden thing. And so there's no way of knowing. And some people are just dicks. That's the, you know, it's not, you can't excuse everything. Some people are dicks. Some people are selfish. Some people just want to have their yes. own way. Uh, and so it's, yeah. a, it's a complicated thing, but it should make you, yeah. should make you think about how, how one interacts. And, you know, yeah, exactly with this, the fact that people didn't know, you know, that you were killing yourself, taking drugs and people w- weren't really intervening, that you were being left alone to, to work that out for yourself. Yeah. You know, event, eventually, thankfully, everything uh, was worked out. But it's, um, yeah. you know, it's, 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 I've, it's, I've, it's keeping our eyes open, I've, I think, to everything. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And like you just said about sort of looking at people in your life over your, over your life that have lied to you. I've, I had a, a few texts from friends that, that, they, they explained after reading the book, they were like, oh, shit, I, like, I understand now because I thought you were just a wanker. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, it's so weird because you forget about all of the various different people's lives that you touch in a really negative way throughout stuff. Yeah. It's been interesting to get that feedback. Yes, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And I'm sure if we, all, if we all examined our lives, we would, you know, you will hopefully more good than bad, but you will impact on other people's lives anyway through bit. Sometimes you will act selfish, selfishly, or just sometimes you will act in that in, do something that isn't in someone else's interest. Or you'll be drunk, yeah. or you'll be, you know, whatever, or you'll be on drugs, or wherever you are, and you don't know exactly what you're doing. And so we yeah. all have to, we all have to accept this is a part of all of us. We all have things that we have to, you know, deal with in our lives and, yeah. and think think back on and go, did I do the right thing there? Why, you know, I wish I could take it back. But that is also part yeah. of learning, and that is part of moving on. Um, look, look, Joe, the. Uh, I could talk to you about this forever, and and maybe I will. But uh, it's um, <laughs> it's a I, you know it's a it's a big recommend. I think it's a, it's one of those books that you really want as many people as possible to read, just because I think it's you know, and it's it, it's it's not it's not e- some bits of it are not easy to get through. Some bits of it are not are not funny, uh, uh, but, but much of it is funny. And I think the overall um journey that we're going through i think is is a very important one to tell so thank you for writing it thank you to thank Lorraine. you for taking the time to give a shit about it thank you mate i really it really means a lot to me richard i think you're yeah. brilliant thank you oh, that's good. uh well look thank you so much joe for joining us do buy book joe's book 10 things i hear about my, about me and um you know as i say good if you're going through something similar good if you're not going through something similar so do buy it Thank you to Chris Evans, not that one, for his production work on this. And thank you, Joe, for joining us. See you again. Thank you for having me, Richard. Bye, mate. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. No, this isn't a podcast about milk. If you like historical intrigue, a bit of culture, and a sprinkling of controversy, this one's for you. I'm Rachel Stewart, and I'm traveling around Europe. Following the hidden history of everyday things as they're exported through time and around the world, by force, by chance, or by choice. No need to pack your bags. Just subscribe to Don't Drink the Milk wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you very much for listening to my podcasts. 
listen to some more. Tell your friends about these podcasts. We're in a very competitive market. It would be lovely to keep those downloads coming in. The more downloads we get, the more money we make and the more podcasts we can make for you. It's a beautiful symbiotic relationship. Come and see me on tour at richardherring.com. But otherwise, just, you know, go outside. Enjoy the spring air. It's beautiful out there. I love you all. Goodbye.